This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Thanks for being here for this episode. All right, today we welcome Ashley Faith. Ashley, thank you so much for coming to do this interview. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So Ashley Faith is a transgender woman who is a life coach for women struggling through depression and hard times, just like she's been through. She was born and raised in Texas and helps women no matter where they live. Uh, so Ashley, uh, I, a friend introduced us. Thank you, Annie Deering. And I was so excited to connect. So I really appreciate you making the time today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Ashley, can you start by telling us a little bit about your journey? Yes. So um, in my childhood, I um, did a lot of the boy stuff. I liked riding bikes with my cousin. I played football, played baseball, tried to do everything like a typical boy would do. Um, I, I, I felt when I was three years old that I wanted to be a girl. Um, I didn't really know what to do about it. I just kind of felt that way. Um, so I started gravitating towards like women's or I mean girl stuff. Um, growing up, you know, I never was interested in guy clothes either. Um, so like when my mom would take me shopping, I would always gravitate, gravitate towards like the women's section instead of the men's section. Um, mm-hmm. And then as time went on, um, in middle school and high school, you know, I still felt this feeling, but I didn't really know what to do with it. Like I just, I wasn't myself. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like a guy in my body, but it, I just couldn't explain it. And I remember back in middle school and high school, Um, I wanted to be a cheerleader, (laughs) as crazy as that is, but, you know, I knew that the school wasn't going to let me and I just didn't know what to, what to do with it. I was, I was, you know, I just kind of just let it go on by and I started doing band and band really wasn't my it wasn't my um my go-to sport 
And so I. I was the I was the same with orchestra. I did it. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily my thing. Yeah, it definitely just wasn't my thing. But, you know, like I said, I, I really wanted to be a cheerleader, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. So basically, um, you know, I continued on through school. And in high school, my I, you know, wanted to go to prom as a girl, which I knew that couldn't happen either. Um, but after school, I started coming out to my mom. And she, basically what happened was she told me that she put me in women's clothes when I was little. And I thought maybe that's the reason why I'm like this. But after doing some research, I found out that little kids gravitate towards like who they are, what, what, what they are. And so doing that, I kind of, I feel like I was gravitating towards that, which left my mom no choice to basically dress me as a girl is how I feel. Um, so I moved on with life. Um, I, I ended up dating and I ended up dating and I was right right there with you. Dated through high school. I just stuffed all those feelings down, right? Yes. So I went on my first date and on our second day of dating I told her that I wore women's clothes and, you know, just being really honest with them and she didn't like it. So like the, the date was over. Um, so I kind of like just went, you know, I grew up in church and when I went to, when I was at church, um, you know, I talked to the pastor about, me kind of struggling with wearing women's clothes and they tried to pray it away, tried to um, tell me that, you know, I'm wrong. I'm going to go to hell and all this different stuff. And it was just, it was really hard because I felt like I knew who I was, but they, mm -hmm. they just didn't believe me. And so I remember I talked to one of the pastors there and he told me that, you know, I needed to change. So I tried everything I could. Like I created a collection of women's clothes that I've had over the years and I threw them away because that's what the church wanted me to do and it 
definitely hurt me pretty bad that I was just like, yeah, what kind so of church were you I was raised, raised in actually? a Baptist church, so that probably explains a lot. Mm. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I I feel like there's a a lot of amens out there right now. Yeah, from I our mean, listeners. but you know, the thing is, like, I was, you know, I'm still a Christian, and you know, I I've still yeah. been keeping my faith through this. But one of the and and I love that. I love that, Ashley, because so many times people in our positions exactly. feel like they have to choose, and right? It's either God or who I am, and instead it's me and God, <laughs> but I'm going to leave maybe this exactly. religion or this church, <laughs> but you get to take God with you. Yes, and I, and I believe like message. you can't, my opinion is you can't live without God, and I just... Matter of fact, I don't think I would be in this position where I'm at if it wasn't for God. So, um, but yeah, like I, I remember talking to one of the, the pastors and he basically told all the other pastors about my secret. And he, um, there's a children's pastor there and I'm not going to name any churches. <laughs> <laughs> but um yes <laughs> but the children's the pastor you know i did tech <laughs> at the church and the children's pastor wanted to meet up for lunch one day and i thought it was just because of you know tech he wanted to talk about tech stuff or whatnot but when it, when we got our food and we sat down to eat He's, he was wanting to talk to me about my transition or my, you know, me wearing women's clothes and all this different stuff. And I was just like really weirded out. Like, like, how did you know about this? Like why I, I didn't want to talk to you about this, you know, type thing. And so he was like, mm, yes. So he said, um, that well, I'm just worried about you, and I, it wasn't. I mean, I could see his his point, but at the same time, I was just, I guess, distraught. You know, just didn't wasn't. I just I I just didn't want to talk to him about it, and so. What ended up happening is he started like calling me and texting me every day. And just, it was just, it, it got so bad. Like I talked to the main pastor about it and he said, um, he said, well, he's worried about you. And I said, I understand that, but he just keeps calling and texting. And finally that ended up stopping, but it was just like, it was kind of just pushing me the other way from religion. And so yeah, I went to mm -hmm. school at TSTC in Waco and I was there for four years. I started dating who was my ex-wife <laughs> at the time. Um, she, 
-hmm. I told her that I wore women's clothes on her second date. And she thought it was really weird, but she still wanted to get married anyways. So we ended up... Mm. Ended up getting married. Um, and of course... The pastor at her church, you know, I thought maybe I could be confidential with it, um, with the whole women's clothes thing. And he actually told her parents. So, yeah, it, it was definitely just really, it's, oh, wow. it's been a hard journey through trying to like trust pastors. And I think it's just because I wasn't around the right ones. Um, you know. Yes. So, anyways, her right. parents knew about yes. it. I All tried to like stuff it down, and <laughs> um, you know, it got to the point where I was just—I I almost just couldn't do it no more. I was just, you know, my ex. My ex said that I couldn't wear women's clothes. I couldn't, you know, be myself, and I was just like pushing it away more and more. And that's when I started depression. And, you know, I've never been through depression before. And it was definitely something that it caught me off guard. It really did. It was, I remember there was nights of just wanting to talk to someone and I remember just crying. I, I, I went and sat in the truck a few times at night and just cried talking to people. And I was just, I, I was just feeling so bad. I, I couldn't, you know, it was either like choosing between my wife or myself. And I tell you what, that is one of the hardest things I could have ever done. I mean, I, I remember crying a lot. And as time went on, we, my ex and I decided to get a divorce. Um, it wasn't what I wanted, but I mean, I was, I was just ready to end my life. It just wasn't, it wasn't a good environment and you know I think and I'm not blaming all this on her you know I think she just didn't know how to handle it you know because a lot of relationships this doesn't go on in a lot of relationships <laughs> right right yes but yeah and and you know same same with my marriage right they they mm -hmm. didn't do anything wrong but we weren't being the people that we were made to be right exactly and i think when you're going through depression like you just the other person just doesn't know how to handle it doesn't know what to do how to help and i think that's where you know where we were at at the time um but we ended up getting a um divorce or we were talking about it that night 
I decided to go to my first crisis center. And I remember walking in there scared, didn't know what to expect. I was thinking more like jail or something. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in there and I remember just, I walked in there about 1030 at night and they didn't get me in till five in the morning. Yeah, and so I was just like, I was already getting irritated, and then they wanted me to talk to a psychiatrist. Well, the psychiatrist was over the phone, over video, instead of in person, and the psychiatrist was like, I told him, I said, I need to start hormones, because I know who I am, like, you know... I'm on depression medicine, but it's just not working. And so he wanted to put me on more depression, depression medicine on top of what I was on, which hurt me even more. Um, and then, you know, I wasn't transitioning yet, but they put me in with the male side and it definitely just, it made me feel more suicidal, more depressed and, so I kind of just, I don't recommend this, but I kind of just played it out with just like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to end it. And so I kind of played it out by telling them I'm okay. And, um, they let me go. And I remember, you know, my ex, she picked me up from there. And took me home. And then she said that her dad wanted her back home. And so it it left me. She left me all alone. Which was kind of a perfect time for to end it. And I, re- I remember going to the store and getting supplies. And coming back home. And just not caring like if my vehicle was like in the center of the driveway or the side I mean I just I didn't care because I knew my my life was going to end and you know I didn't care how much the prices were on stuff and I just remember like it just I was just crying and crying and crying and I was about to end it in about seconds before I ended it. There was two cops. There was a cops who knocked on the door and it was Waco PD because mm. I lived in Waco at the time. And, you know, I came out in a dress and just, I was like, I, did, I just didn't care at the time. I was just, I was so, I was so, like, I felt so screwed up, so messed up. Just, I didn't want to be here on this earth anymore. And so he, so they, they told me this. They told me that, I told them I was transgender and they said, I need to be myself. I, I can't be. I don't need to be what other people want me to be. And that right there 
kind of changed my life. Yeah. I Actually, I remember the first time you told me that and I was like, that's not really what I expected to hear from police officers. I know, right? And I was just like, wow. Like, And so I was thinking, okay, I've got to figure out something because, you know, me leaving this earth is not what I need. Yes. And so what I ended up doing is I... Ashley, can I, can I ask you a question? Yes. Because um, I think you'd mentioned this before. So, of course, what divine timing, right? Yes. That's so incredible. So how did they know to, to come? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So basically, I had a... Or I have a friend. I have a friend in Austin... Um, she's transgender and she's been through this about 12 years ago and she is loving herself. She's, um, you know, she, she, she's so happy with herself now and she actually wrote a book too. Um, but she's, she's really cool. Um, but I messaged her and asked her if um, what I was going to send my ex, if it was okay. And it was a suicide letter. That's what it was. And she told me that, you know, I didn't need to end my life and tried calling me. And, you know, I told her I was fine and, She's like, well, you just don't send stuff like that. And so she she lives in Austin, but she called Waco PD and told them my name and my phone number, but didn't have my address. And she saved my life, basically. And so it was definitely a miracle. Um, yeah, yeah, because you said they arrived at your doorstep or at your door just Yes, I mean, before, I remember right? just crying and about to do it. And, I, and I'm not going to explain the way I was going to do it, but, the, but one of the things is once I did it, I couldn't get out of it. And so it was definitely... Gotcha. Well, Ashley, I'm so glad that they showed up at your door and that your friend, that you had someone that you could talk to and that, you know, took it, took it serious, even though yes, you said yes. you were fine, right? Um, our, our real friends know better exactly. when, we're, when we're bluffing, even though the crisis center sent you home. Oh, goodness. Um, so you ended up not doing it. You were inspired by the police so officers. And, and then what? I knew I needed to start transitioning. I needed to start being myself. You know, after the cops told me that, I was just like, this is what I got to do. So my ex and I weren't broken up at the time. Um, we didn't live together. But we... Uh, I think it was going to be like another six months before we got a divorce. So I remember at work at the place I used to work at, um, 
I talked I talked to the owner and supervisor about my transition. Um, about what was going to be happening. I was going to start hormones and all that jazz. And they seemed okay with it. Everything was good. I told them, you know, before anything big happens, I would let them know. And um, they're like, okay. And so I found a doctor in Waco that could start my hormones. And I wanted to start on my birthday. This was like three weeks before my birthday. And so I wanted to start HRT on my birthday. I was so excited. And so... I can hear it in your voice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that your your toe, like, I think our listeners can hear just the shift. Yes. And that's, you know, this is months and months, over a year later. Is that right? Uh, No, this was, this was not, not too long ago after, um, that happened. This was probably like two months later. So pretty, pretty quick transition. Um, so I ended up, um, So I ended up, I found a doctor in Waco who could start my HRT. And so I remember just not having the money for it. And I was, I was like, this is, you know, I really needed the money for the estrogen and the testosterone blockers. And I didn't, I didn't have it at the time. I mean, going through a divorce and everything, it's just, you know, you're trying to split everything up. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then I, you know, I missed a lot of work too because of my depression and things like that. And so I remember that God blessed me. So I needed like $26 to start my hormones and I remember God blessed me with like $32 and it, it was just like a sign and so I I got the hormones and I started two weeks before my birthday because I didn't want to I didn't want to wait I wanted to get started now yes and it was scary <laughs> at Let's first get this going. You know, I needed to be myself and it's just been, it's been a really tough journey. And so my, so I was on HRT. I, Yes. So Ashley, can I can I ask you a question? Um so do you have any advice for any anybody that has been in your situation in our situation where 
you know, we've been shoving stuff down and we're starting to kind of lose ourselves and feel depressed. Do you have any advice? Yes. It's feeling like that. First of all, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, but for me, I, I definitely, in order for me to survive, I definitely needed to be myself. And that's something that I definitely think other, others should do because suicide's not the answer. It's not. And at the time, I thought it was. But after seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now and being on hormones for 13 months, mm-hmm. I, I mean, right now I'm blessing other people. And, you know, I just, it took a lot to get here, but I just think that ending your life is, is not, not the answer. I just keep pushing and, you know, I've lost friends, family, I've lost so many things and, mm-hmm. but I just found my new friends and, Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. friends that accept me and yeah love you for you yes and so after i found that that little niche i guess of friends mm-hmm. um then i started growing i started becoming myself and started loving myself and so yeah Amazing. It's amazing what what life can look like and feel like when people love us and accept us for who we are instead of what they expect. Exactly. And you know, the thing is like a year ago, I would have never thought I would be where I'm at now. Like I just, right. Hindsight's beautiful. And you know, everyone kept telling me that it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I just kept hanging in there and praying and I mean I it's so crazy like to be able to wake up in the mornings and see Mm -hmm. your face transitioning day by day I mean it's such a beautiful feeling ah I'm so glad I'm so (laughs) glad Ashley um can you so obviously your mom knew right she was <laughs> she were gravitating towards women's clothes when you were younger she dressed you like yes. that some so how did how was your coming out to your parents how did that look how did it go um wasn't too good <laughs> hmm. um, I, hate to hear I know that. all my life i was wearing I would sneak my sister's clothes in my room and wear them while they weren't there. Um, just because I, it's when, when you're trying to be yourself, but you can't, it's, it's, it's so hard, but I didn't even know what it was back then. I just knew I had this feeling since I was three. And I remember there was one time my dad, found my sister's clothes in my room one day and he said that he was going to give me a spanking if he seen that um if he seen them in there again 
Because I basically told him, he said, well, why are your sister's clothes in here? And I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, how am I going to explain that one, you know? And so I just basically said to get her in trouble. Like, I didn't know what else to say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how that all went. And actually, I don't know if I told you this. But a um, a sex change place actually called me on the phone. I don't know if I told you that. Is that recently? That was back in high school. So it was so weird. I got a call about 9 o'clock at night and... They, I didn't know who it was, so I didn't answer it. But they left a voicemail and they said something about, you know, your parents said that you, or your mom said that you wanted a sex change and this and that. And it sounded like a real legit place. And they said that I, or basically just said that me, They thought I was someone else. I, it's been so long ago when this happened, but basically, well, wow, they thought you were someone else. Yeah, like so. What are the chances? So they they called me again about because I listened to the voicemail, and then about ten, probably about a minute later, they called me back and they said, so. You know, where I'm so sorry. I don't know who this is. Um, I dialed the wrong number and this and that. And I was just like, that's gotta be a huge sign. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. That that just doesn't happen to everyone. No, it doesn't. So it sounded real legit. Like it was a legit place. Um, but. But I was also thinking it wasn't a sign at the moment, too, because, you know, my churches were trying to make me, tra- you know, not transition. And, um, you know, I just I needed to be myself. But, yeah, that was a pretty crazy little story. Like, I would have never, out of a million years, that happened. And I, yeah, and I, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. and I thought so my mom may have called that in or something, but it, it wasn't like it just, they had the wrong number. They, it's like, wow. Yeah. So what's your relationship um, like with your not too good. now? Um, my rela, my relationship with my mom has never been I'm sorry to hear that. that great. Um, I remember, you know, before I ended my life, you know, she was going to come down there and see me twice and she never did. And so I was basically on my own with everything. Um, when I came out, I 
you know, I lost nearly all my family, friends, um, my mom, dad, sister. Um, I hate to hear that, Ashley. That's that's devastating. So, I I know there's a lot of listeners that can totally relate to your story. Mm-hmm. I know so, some. Some people, they come out and everything goes well, right? And then there's some stories similar to yours where it's maybe it's never been good, right? Maybe the relationship was never there. Or maybe this yes. is something that that set it on a different path. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that you have found, um, found your people. And of course, for you and for... I think you're already in it, but for anyone else out there, right? If you have come out and maybe you're, you feel alone or you don't have your church anymore, you don't have your family. Um, uh, on Facebook, we have a, a group called LGBT and allies and it has some amazing pastors in there, affirming pastors. It has, some new mama bears for you, <laughs> some new friends, siblings. So come, come join us. Um, if you can't find it, just message me and I will send you the link. So Ashley, it's almost time to go, but um, do you have any advice for families that are struggling to support someone that they, that they know or some like a family yes. member that's LGBTQ? Um, if your kid or someone comes out, please love them. Because, I, I mean, a lot of people don't understand it, but my family not loving me almost cost me my life. And I just, I definitely think that, you know, that parents, I, I think they need to be able to Do you think, uh, do you think your life would have been a little different if you had had some parent support? It, it would be a lot different. Right. Yeah, a lot the, different. The suicide attempt rate is so high without, Extremely without high. parent support and love. Yes. And, you know, especially losing my wife and... Yeah everything churches and you know 90 percent of my friends were from church and you know i remember them just forcing bible verses down my throat and just it it made me more suicidal and you know the the big thing is like just listen you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to have all the answers right you don't you don't you don't need to understand what's going on i mean it's great if you can but the way we're all wired is, you know, it's hard to, like a transgender brain, you can't, others can't feel it mm-hmm. unless they've been just, there. Yeah, just being there to listen. And listen. Yes, that's that's one of the big things is you may not understand it, but mm-hmm. just listen. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. And try to help them through this because going the other way and telling them they're wrong and everything just it it's it's so damaging. I mean, like I said, it almost it almost yeah it almost cost my life. 
And just to think I was seconds from not being mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I tell you what, like, since I've transitioned, I love myself. Uh-huh. I love, love myself. I love it. Yes. Yes. Well, I can't wait to hear more from you. Um, and Ashley, where, where can people find you if they really resonated with your story, if they want to hear more, hear more from you, if they have, um, whether they're just a woman that's struggling or if maybe they have someone that's trans in their life and they need some support as well. Where can they find you? Yes. They can find me on Facebook under thriving your story with faith group. Um, that's where thriving your story with faith. Yes. I love it. And Okay. And then your name's Ashley Faith, so they can they can find you. Yes. And of course, if you forget all of this, it's in the show notes and you can look on the Coming Out Loved and Supported Facebook page and we will have um Ashley's information there as well. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much. And of course, Ashley, for the people that love to find something new to watch, uh what is I something like that you're the watching? Movie or the show Jazz. I am Jazz. Um, it's, it's, it's basically like, so it resonates with me. Um, she is a transgender woman and now she got to start earlier on in her journey and her age, but it's, it's really interesting to see how the family and everything coped with it and helped her through it. And it's something I wish I had, but this has also made me stronger too. True. True. Yes. So uh, to be able to learn from, instead of wish we had a different experience, right? What yes. can we learn? How can we help others from our story and our experience? Ashley, it was a pleasure having you on. I know that you have given some value. I know I got some chills in your hearing your story. And I'm, I'm so glad that those police officers had the right words for you and showed up at just yes i mean without them i wouldn't be here (laughs) yes yes so thank your friend in austin for us (laughs) i have many times (laughs) definitely a shout out yes yes all right so the quote for today is i would advise any gay person that being out in the real sense can never happen too soon and that quote is by George Michael. Thank you once for listen once again for listening to the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please check out the show notes on how to reach out and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you and yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.